Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. All right, here we are. It's Wednesday. No, what is it? Is it Wednesday? It's it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. I can't keep track of the dang days, man. I'm telling you. Friday. Because it's Friday. It's a Friday and a normal game week. So it's Friday today. Tomorrow you travel to New England with the team. And then Tomorrow Thursday you team, we do the show together. I'm there. You're here. Thursday you'll be there. I'll be here, and it'll be game day. Boom! I honestly am just so out of sorts with these. Doesn't with it the seem schedule like, the last three weeks? It it's, seems like Halloween was like last week. Thanksgiving was a walk. Like didn't even happen to me. And here we are. Because yesterday I was like, I, my weekend was an absolute nightmare. Yeah, you were late. I up. was late. I was in a bad way, folks. Thanks for hanging in there with Brownie yesterday without me. I was, I was watching, by the way. Good show. Thank you. Lots of guests. Very exciting. <laughs> but I was, in a, I was in a bad way, bro. You were in a bad place. I was in a bad place. I'm glad to be back. I am loving, good to my, have you back. I am loving my job today. Because it was not good to be at home. All right. Being me. For the first time in a long time. <laughs> first time in a long time. It wasn't good to it be me. It was not good to be me. Yeah, it's not fun. Usually, it's a pretty good deal to be me. Last three days, it was not good to be me. Okay. I am so glad to be back. And on a Friday of a game week, being it a Tuesday. At that. Where the holidays have been an absolute blender of a, of a season. Hey, man, here. they can wear you out. Oh, my gosh. They can wear you where out. Where are we? It's week 13. Brownie, we like fell off a cliff after week one, and here we are at week 13. It, watching mo- them it moves by. along pretty quickly. Whew. There's no question about it. Uh, Bills are outside practicing. They're almost done, actually. And we know two players are not participating, those being Von Miller and Deion Dawkins, two players who are kind of important to yeah. Buffalo's overall equation every week at two of the more important positions Premium positions, in fact, you know, pass, top pass rusher, top pass protector. Both of them not look – I mean, we already know Von Miller's out this week. That was already said by Coach McDermott early in the week. And Deion Dawkins is, at the very least, a question mark with his ankle injury that right. forced him out around halftime last week. So it could be another week of David Questenberry at left tackle 
And with Matthew Judon wrecking games this year with 13 sacks on the season, they're going to need to have a plan for him. And Coach yeah. McDermott said as much today. Right. This is one of those games. The, the Patriots, from a million miles away, you think, wow, the Bills are a much better team. All the stats tell you that. The win-loss record tells you that. Even the eye test kind of tells you that. But this is one of those division games where you just never feel like you can run off and leave the other team. And you get into this game, and particularly with the given the way the Bills have played in the last month, you know, where they lost the loss to the Vikings in a, in a bitter loss that you kind of stumbled. The Jets played the best game they've played all year and beat them. And you feel like the Bills could go into this game and mistake their way into a loss very easily. Mm. And the Patriots got to be feeling the way Bills fans felt for a long time during the drought years where you go in and you think, you know what, we got a puncher's chance here, and if we just – a couple of things happen, <laughs> you know what I mean? Doesn't it sound so silly being on this side of it, though? It does. But it could happen. But it could happen. Yeah. And you just never – these these division games, you just never feel all that confident in. You know, particularly in this team with this team, this coach – this this was a playoff team a year ago. They're not having that great a year thus far. They're you know a 500 ball club, but five that means they win as much as they lose. And with the Bills, you know if you know the one or two turnovers go the against the Bills, and man, you're in that dog fight and you end up you know fumbling a quarterback sneak and you lose a game like this mm-hmm. on a weekend when the Chiefs are playing a team that could beat them, when the Dolphins are playing a tough team on the road that could beat them. And you could really gain some ground in the div- in the division and in the conference. It's a big game. Well, it's I, an absolutely gigantic game. The next three weeks are going to largely determine the Bills' division chances of winning the division for a third consecutive That's season. Right. These That's three right. games are going to pretty much spell it out as they play the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Dolphins in succession this week away, the next two weeks at home after that, and where they sit. Patriots of the Dutch to the Dolphins, yeah. Coming out of that Dolphins game December 17th or 18th. We still don't know the date of that game. We'll probably know Tuesday next week. That will pretty much paint the picture for what Buffalo will be looking at because tiebreakers are not – in Buffalo's favor in their own division right now. They are in the conference against the other division leaders because right. they have wins over Tennessee, Baltimore, and Kansas City. But they did not beat the Jets. They did not beat the Dolphins. They hold no divisional tiebreakers whatsoever right now, sitting at 0-2. Right. So that's the issue that they have to begin fixing on Thursday night. The team they're chasing, as it as it turns out, with this identical record is the Dolphins because they lost the head-to-head in the earlier loss. The Dolphins go 49ers at the 49ers. Then they go at the Chargers. Then they're at Buffalo. So the Dolphins are in an equally precarious situation right now. They got a tough, tough stretch coming up. The Niners, Chargers, Bills, uh, all on the road. So as much as the next three weeks are going to tell you what the Bills are going to do in the division this year, it's the exact same thing for the Dolphins. And that that means in three weeks, if – both those teams hold serve. The Bills hosting the Dolphins is a monumental game. Mm-hmm. Monumental, which is why many people see it getting flexed to prime time. That's why it, it's not even on the. It's not even scheduled on the on the schedule 
that the league put out. It's TBD. They didn't even give a time and date. They know the, how big that game could loom. It's like they knew all along. <laughs> Which is what why did they know that we did not know? Be, they knew it was going to be 186 degrees on the Bills' sidelines in, in, in week, what was it, week three. Swines. <laughs> You've got them as veritable geniuses. Um, yeah, I, I got to tell you, like, I think all you have to do against this Patriots team, you got to just get up on them early because they are not a team yeah. that comes from behind and well, wins football games. They are unable, unable to do that. They've also only, only scored 25 points in the first quarter this season, Steve. I know. 25 points in the first quarter. Steve. Last week against the Vikings was their first first quarter touchdown in week 12. Yeah, all right. But here's the thing. Notoriously now, if you notice, the Bills are just the opposite of that defensively. You can make hay on them a little bit early in games. But as the game wears on, they, they put the screws to you, and it comes t- tougher and tougher to move the football on them. Because Leslie Frazier and all, the, all those guys on that side of the ball start to hone in on what you're doing offensively they start to get better so it's you know there's a little bit of that going on too so don't think you're gonna like I mean and Matthew Judon and all those guys on that side of the ball for the Patriots are playing really good they're they're tough to score on bro they got a good that's way it's always been they get in your head they do think you know like I said you know they film your they film your defensive signals. They get us they steal a copy of your game plan. They pirate your defensive signals. They do all that stuff to try and get ahead of you. And they make it tough. They're always in the perfect call on defense. They're always running the exact same the right play on offense. That's hard to defend, hard to beat. Fine. But the defense is not the issue. And I'm gonna say this. Since 2020, when Diggs got here, the Patriots have had a number one corner. It was either Stephon Gilmore right. or J.C. Jackson. And Diggs ate them for lunch. Oh, my gosh. It was a bad you day don't when have... they lost their number one corner. For New England doesn't game. have one right I now. Know. Well, you say that. They're talking about Jonathan Jones, the seventh-year player. Look, he's had a nice career. He's kind of risen through the ranks on that New England roster, he was just a special teams guy as a young player. Then he was like their main nickel guy the last couple of years. And now they got him playing outside, and he's having a nice season. But he's not in Stephon Gilmore's category. He's not even in J.C. Jackson's category. That, I mean, I'm sure don't, – don't get me wrong. I'm sure Belichick's going to have a plan for Diggs and how to handle him, which means it's very important for the other guys in the receiving core – Right. To step up and make some plays. And I'm putting my money on Dawson Knox this week because for my money, I don't think Kyle well, Duggar, Adrian Phillips, or anybody else can cover him one on one. Last year it was Isaiah McKenzie. And Remember, I this think was he the, could make some hay was, too this week. This was the game Isaiah McKenzie had twelve catch or eleven catches on twelve targets. Hundred and twenty five yards single handedly single-handedly roasted the Patriots. And then Josh, you know, every so often Josh would bust loose and, and run one 
that would get a first down and crush them. And he did that on like three occasions last year in New England. And remember, that was the year, that was the game after the win game here in, in Buffalo where they couldn't get off the field defensively, couldn't score points offensively in a 40-mile-an-hour gusts. And then they went into New England, and they never punted against them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you look at it from a million miles away, and you think, eh, I don't know. The Patriots don't look any better than they did a year ago. They look a little different. Judon's playing way better at this point of the season than he did last year. Last year he got off to the hot start like he does this year, but now it seems as he's sustaining it throughout the rest of the season. Last year he fell off a cliff somewhere. He disappeared for like six or seven games at the end of the season last year and wasn't a factor at all. That doesn't seem to be the case this year. So they're a little different in that respect. Their offensive line I don't think is as good as it was a year ago. Their running game, statistically, although they everybody says they run the ball, they're statistically it's not they're not running it that good. But man, oh man, they just going up there playing them in that building. You just got everything against stacked against you. Yeah, but their 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 offense is just. I know everybody saw them on Thanksgiving night last week, and they put up twenty six points. They were in the game at the end, just. Couldn't get it done in the fourth quarter. Who'd they play? Minnesota. It's the worst passing defense in football. Yeah. 32nd in the league. They're like, ah, Matt Jones, career high, 382 passing yards. Yeah, you did it against the worst pass defense in football. The worst. This is an absolute huge. This is the biggest game of the year so far. Meaningfully. Because of the way the Jack said in here yesterday, because of the the, because of the way the schedule and the one wins and losses have fallen. Absolutely, the biggest win, uh, biggest game of the schedule. Um, It's enormous. So we'll see if they can rise up and get it done. That the they got the Patriots, the Jets, and the Dolphins. One, two, and three. Get her done. And you've got the, the Patriots game is always a revenge game for Bills fans. The Jets game is a revenge game this year for the first loss. The Miami game is a must win because of the division, because they're at the top of the division. Got to split. You yeah. got you got to get it. Everybody knows what's got to happen here. Yeah, this, this is, is huge. This is where the rubber meets the it road is. now. And, and I'll say this. <clears throat> Von Miller, notwithstanding, Deion Dawkins, I don't. It's not a long-term injury, but it's you know it's a Thursday to Thursday. It's a weird scheduling thing. Don't know if he's going to get back. Injury-wise, there should be no excuse. You should be a hundred. You should be good to go against this team. Certainly, Vaughn is a huge void, but they didn't know they were going to have Von Miller this year. That was that was a cherry on the cake of this defense. You drafted A.J. Epinesa, you drafted Greg Rousseau, you drafted Boogie Basham, you drafted Ed Oliver for games like this. And they're veterans now. They're not right. young. They're young, but they're veteran players with a veteran in their ear in Von Miller who's telling them how it should be done. They should show up. And Ed, Tremaine Edmonds is back in the lineup. Yeah. Tredavious White's going to take some reps. I don't know if he'll play the whole game or whatever. 
Coach McDermott, and you know, we should probably get to some of these practice updates, which is brought to you by LECOM, your Lake Erie College of Osteopathic Medicine. As Steve mentioned, Von Miller not practicing today, out for this week's game. Deion Dawkins not practicing today. He has not practiced at all this week, Sunday, Monday, or today. And the good on the good side of the ledger, though, Tremaine Edmonds, Greg Rousseau, A.J. Epinesa, Mitch Morse, all full participants in practice yesterday. The hope is that that continues today. Um, there are still some players battling illness. We'll get the updates. But half of those eight players that could not practice on Sunday did practice yesterday. We'll see how the remaining four players who are out sick yeah. fare today. Quentin Morse is the, the only one that's still out ill. Yeah. He's the one that's really battling something. Probably fighting something you're dealing with. Oh, my gosh. Um, Bless his And heart. then, you know, basically we'll have to see what the designations are a little bit later today. Incidentally, this week's game sponsor, also LeeCom. LeeCom, we make doctors. We'll go around the NFL now, presented by Collider Health, the official health care system of the Buffalo Bills. And, Steve, it was a snooze fest. On Monday Night Football. I watched it. Woo-wee! I watched it. I kind of hung in there. Colt Steelers, you are a diehard, man. It but was... Uh, Benny Snell with the go-ahead touchdown, and then the Colts, they're getting raked over the coals because they're saying Jeff Saturday mismanaged the clock. He didn't mismanage the clock. They didn't make enough plays. You gotta get the yeah. first down. Yeah, then talk to me it. about the clock. Yeah, I mean, the, the, it was Fourth irrelevant. And, three. and I'll say this too: at the end of that game, the, that was irrelevant. The, the timeouts because they were they, what they were probably doing too was making sure that the Pittsburgh Steelers didn't have enough time to do anything once they scored. And they were trying to score with as little time as possible. Right. And they had timeouts. And it's like if we got timeouts. We're gonna have to score anyway. Let's. I didn't have a problem so much with the with the timeouts. They just couldn't make a play. Yeah. They could not make a play. I mean, they got Matt Ryan on a third and 17, getting getting 15 of it with his legs. And, I mean, it was like watching a sundial try and move. That guy, it took forever to people to, for people to cover ground in that game. He couldn't get there. They couldn't get the, the ball on fourth down, uh, throwing it up for grabs. Matt Ryan is really is really used up. Wow, their uh, line is awful. Their line is really struggling against a Steelers team that was, you know, trying to get trying to you know get some things done. Uh, but yeah, I, it, it was a, it was a rough football game, no question about it. Kenny Pickett showed me some stuff last night. Oh, they're going to be all right with him. Pickens, going Pickens, I do too. Pickens. For as much as he wants the football, he had a couple of drops last night that were puzzling and a little bit troubling. Uh, some key drops last night. Not easy catches, but if he makes those catches, nobody even looks twice at him like, oh, well, that was wow. That was a tough catch. It wouldn't have been like that. Yeah, uh, They weren't easy, but they you got to catch them. And he had a couple of them. At, at, you know, those are plays that make a huge difference in a game long term. And he, you know, uh, Pickens was... I thought Pickens was very good last night, much better than he was here in Buffalo in week two or whatever it was when they played. Uh, I was impressed with Pickens last night. But they've got to be, you know, the Bills played him in week five, and he was much better this this game last night than he was then, and he didn't get enough help from guys like Pickens. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're, you know, I, I yeah, the, 
this should have been a walk-off for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it wasn't. It wasn't. The Browns, uh, not to anyone's surprise, they're going to start Deshaun Watson this week now that he's been fully activated. And uh, they've also waived quarterback Josh Dobbs, so there's that. And then the Chiefs, who are always seemingly adding players as the season wears on, they sign Melvin Gordon after he was cut by the Broncos. So from what I've heard through the grapevine, Melvin Gordon wanted out of there because he can't stand Russell Wilson and wasn't shy about some comments that he made in the Broncos locker room. And the Broncos are inexorably tied to Russell Wilson with a $250 million contract. So they move Melvin Gordon out of the locker room. And uh, now he's on your division rival, the Chiefs. They have like seven running backs in Kansas City. They got Isaiah Pacheco, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. They got uh, McKinnon. I just added Pacheco to my fantasy team. (laughs) Just now. That's a good pickup. I thought so. It's a good pickup. They've got you're right. Uh, Andy, they have a cornucopia of running Andy backs. Reed, now Melvin Gordon is a guy even going to dress. Andy Reid is he never has enough toys. An excellent play caller. He's a he's a creative, a really creative offensive guy. I love how he does handles games like that and gets the ball to guys who can do something with it. Now he also is a little greedy in grabbing guys who can do He's something like with it. He's like the toy hog kid at exactly. Christmas. He exactly. doesn't share that's with anybody. Mine. That's mine. That's mine. Yes, exactly. And I get it. And also, the Chiefs do have one other thing going for them that kind of flies under the radar because it's a week. It's not a week-to-week situation. Andy Reid, and I know that Eric Bieniemy is starting to call plays for him, but Andy Reid is the guy offensively in Kansas City. They're not gonna, Kansas City's not going to lose their offensive guru play caller to be head coach of the Giants or to be head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles or to, you know what I'm saying? That's a problem for a lot of coaching staffs where you've got this guy who's the guy like Matt Eberflus in, in Bolt in, in uh, he goes to Chicago from the Indianapolis Colts as their defensive guy. Now he's a head coach of Chicago. You lose guys. The chiefs aren't losing Andy Reid. And that's that's something that's has flown under the radar for well, I think for that's them. why a lot of the owners in this league lean toward offense in whole and when it comes to hiring a head coach because well they don't want to lose the offensive play caller to a promotion and a head coaching post somewhere else. Particularly, I mean, we've all seen here in Buffalo how hard is it to find a quarterback? Yeah. If you get a quarterback, the last thing you want to do is sabotage him with some guy who doesn't know what he's doing offensively. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was surprised, and I know in Tampa Bay they've got an unusual situation with Byron Leftwich, former quarterback, high draft pick. Now he's the quarterback coach, and he's got Tom Brady. But I think Brady deserves as much, you know, credit for how the play calling goes and and the relationship there with Byron Leftwich. Yeah, that's a little different animal. But they could lose they lose Byron Leftwich to, and they got Brady still. There's that kind of dynamic going on. Look what happened in New Orleans. Their offensive guy was Sean Payton. Right. And all of a sudden, a lot of success for they stink. Time. Well, Drew Brees retiring didn't help either. <laughs> Sean Payton had Jameis Winston 
playing as good as any quarterback in the league up until the time he got hurt last year yeah. in his last year there. I'll give you that. And now he's gone, and now Jameis Winston can't even get on the field. Ahead That's of, a huge ahead of the difference. red rifle. You've got to make sure you got these guys. And Buffalo has not missed really not missed a beat in transitioning to Ken Dorsey. Mm-hmm. It looks a little different. And there are times when you're like, ah, but we had, listen, there were people calling for Brian Dayball's head last year. Remember that? They were seven and six. Yep. People were like, oh, he can't. You got to have that guy. Mm-hmm. And, it, and if you have him as your head coach, it's just one layer of security you've got in that play caller that nobody else has, or a lot of teams don't. One last note to make here around the NFL, Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show where he is a weekly guy making an appearance as we know in the game on what was that Sunday night ribs yeah uh he had injured ribs left the game he's also dealing with a throwing thumb injury on his throwing hand but it was the ribs that were the concern and he said to Pat McAfee today I got good news with the scans so I plan on playing this week so there you go I wonder if he plans on practicing this week well, that because to I guess me, we'll find out tomorrow. One of the issues with Green Bay is lack of familiarity with some of the guys he's throwing to. Not Cobb so much, right? But you know, I mean, I think the more reps he goes to, goes through with those guys, I think the better off he's going to be. He was, you know, you can tell we're looking at highlight. He was hurting oh. during that game, bruised ribs. Probably he got is whacked what he's hard. Got. Maybe some rib cartilage game. issues. Who knows? But. Yeah. Looks like he feels like he's going to be well enough to play this week. I mean, their season's on the brink. They're not going to the playoffs anyway. I mean, after this week, if they don't win, start Jordan Love the rest of Jordan the way. You've got to find out about that guy. Yeah, well, here's the problem. What Minnesota you... clinches the division with a win and a Detroit loss. What do you do this week? What do you do with Aaron Rodgers if you're the Green Bay Packers and you move, and he's hurt, not 100%. You want to find out about Jordan Love, so you do, and you find out, and you look at Jordan Love, and you're thinking, oh, I'm kind of liking it, right? At the end of this season, last, say, five games, four games of the season, and you're looking at Jordan Love going, ah, that guy might be it. He might be our guy going forward. Now what do you do? You just signed Rodgers. You know his contract. Everybody knows his contract. Can you trade him? Ninety-nine million in dead cap. If you do, <laughs> what? <laughs> That's a problem. I mean, even if they wait until after June first and release him, the cap hit is still seventy-five million dollars in twenty twenty-three, and then the remaining twenty-four in twenty twenty-four. If you cut That's him, a problem. if you trade him or cut him before that, it's now ninety-nine point yeah. seven million in dead cap not to mention the fact that you have jordan love already in the final year of his rookie deal coming up in 2023 they pick that option up that comes in may for the fifth year which would be a guaranteed 20 million for a guy who hasn't played enough yet that you don't know about if you want to keep him do you think do you think they don't know about him well, maybe they do. Maybe they've seen enough in practice, but that's not the yeah, same I mean, thing as a game. Yeah, I know. But 
do you think they feel like uh, you know what he yeah he's good he's like because they same thing with maybe Aaron they Rogers. do I don't know same thing with Aaron Rodgers when Brett Favre left they, they knew had seen, they knew they felt they knew they, right and they were right mm-hmm. that's the interesting question yeah what do they really know about Jordan Love I mean because they've had the guy for three years four years now. And they've seen snippets in real game, but they've seen them every single yeah. day. The only time they can get out of this thing is after next season, where it's reasonable, because then yeah. the cap hits only 24 and change. And that's going to be a pittance by the time you get to 2024 with where the salary cap's going to be at that point. And I'll say this. Aaron Rodgers, even precluding this rib injury he's had and the thumb injury, he just – and maybe it is his thumb injury. He has not looked right. Yeah. Well, he said his thumb has been messed up since, what was it, week four or five or something? I think that's when he said he yeah, I mean, knocked it. He has not looked the same. And I don't know whether that's 38 years old or whether it's his thumb injury. Yeah. Topic on the table for you today, uh, Twitter question, which player who is expected to return against the Patriots this week do you think will have the biggest impact on the game? Got players that have been out of the lineup the last few weeks looking like they are going to make a return. So who makes the biggest impact in this all-important division tilt up in New England Thursday night. You can let us know at 803-0550, or you can hit us up on the tweet sheet at One Bills Live. Steve and I step aside here. When we come back, we're going to bring you some of the comments from head coach Sean McDermott, most notably about the upcoming chess match with the Patriots in terms of X's and O's, and on Tredavious White's snap count. What might that look like on Thursday night? We'll get to that when we return here on One Bills Live, presented by Collada Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 